Okay, so basically I went down a rabbit hole over the weekend, and now I'm bringing you all with me. Okay, Carrie Carpenter was named the 2022 Tigers Minor League Player of the Year, and I spent a large majority of my weekend watching football, watching the Lions win, and finding past winners of Detroit Tigers Minor League Player of the Year. So we're just going to look at a lot of the winners of Tigers past. That's literally today's episode. Today on Locked on Tigers. You are Locked on Tigers. Your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Locked on Tigers. I am, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Today is Monday, December 19th, 2022. Thank you for making Locked on Tigers your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. Okay, so as stated, we we have no Tigers news to talk about. We have nothing happening at the Major League level. More free agents are going off the board. The Tigers are not involved in a single negotiation, a single rumor, a single anything involved with any free agents currently. So additions will happen. I'm not trying to be all like, uh, you know, we're not getting anybody. I'm going to, you know, scream about it. But objectively, we haven't added a single bat to like one of the worst offenses we've ever seen which obviously is not super, super fun. So we're going to try to talk about something fun because I don't want to just keep rehashing the same conversation every single episode about like, oh, let's talk about who we could get. And oh, who's left now? 24 hours after we just talked about who's left and what holes do we still have to fill? We haven't done anything. All the answers are the same. If you want to to listen to an episode about what, what holes we still have to fill this offseason, Last week we did that twice, uh, well, once. Yeah, last week we did that once at the end of the week. It's the same answer then as it is today, all right? So today, I uh, three days ago, four days ago, as you're listening to this, start of the weekend, Kerry Carpenter was announced the 2022 Detroit Tigers Minor League Player of the Year, and Wilmer Flores was announced as the Tigers Minor League Pitcher of the Year. So... I wanted to go through previous winners of said award. And there is no database that just like has all of the winners of the award. You have to like go like search for all of them. And so I did that. And I don't have like, I I don't even know when they started doing the award. Like I I don't even know when the first one was. Uh, And there's pretty much no evidence of the award like pre-2007. Like, there's very little evidence of that even being a thing on the internet. And even since 2007, it's, like, kind of spotty once you get pre, like, 2018, even as soon as then. Like, 2017 is even, like, kind of hard to find. So, I just put together a list of all of the winners of the award that I could find in the last, like, 15 to 20-ish years. It's like, again, nothing really pre-2007. I think the earliest one I have on here is 08. Yeah. And then 
most of like 2010 to present day, but like not most, most. Okay. And I just wanted to share this conversation with you because I think it's fun. I think these are like, these are fascinating things to me. And I guess we can look at the track record. We can look at who who's won this award and, and where they are now. Uh, it's not the greatest list, Oh, but it's, it's really fun. Okay. It's really fun. So we have 2022 where we have Kerry Carpenter. And then, like I said, Wilmer Flores won pitcher of the year. That one is that's, that's solid. I, I really like Kerry Carpenter. I think the kid can hit. And I think that if he can improve his discipline just a little bit more, he could be a really effective bat in this lineup for a while. And then Wilmer Flores is one of the best pitching prospects in this entire organization, by some accounts, the best. It depends on your opinion of Job. But uh, certainly he is in the future plans of this team. Really, really excited about him. Everybody should be. Okay. 2021, last year, the award winners were Riley Green, to no surprise to anybody, and Bo Brisky won Pitcher of the Year. Now, personally, personal little anecdote here, uh, Bo Brisky when he won the minor league pitcher of the year award, not too many people knew who he was because he wasn't a high draft pick. He really grinded his way through the system and had a very, very good season in 2021. And nobody really knew who he was 12 months ago. And then it came out, oh, he won minor league pitcher of the year. Who is this guy? And people started looking him up. And that was one of the first player interviews I ever did because – uh, we wanted to give him some more exposure, right? I mean, he just won a, a minor league pitcher of the year award for the organization and not so many people knew who he was. So on a personal level, that was awesome. And I'm a very big fan of Bo. And I know a lot of people are these days, which is super cool to see. And he had a really nice year this year. And I think that a lot of people are excited about what he can do next year if he's given the opportunity to do so. One of the nastiest change-ups uh, honestly, of like recent memory from a minor league pitcher last season at the time, right? Obviously, he was in the majors this year, but uh, in his award-winning 2021 campaign, uh, it, I mean, seriously, one of the one of the nastiest changeups uh, I've I've seen from a from a minor league pitcher. So that was really fun to watch and see him develop and and really break out like that was super cool. 2020 is super boring because there's no minor league season, so. You can thank COVID for that one, but no award given out in the 2020 season for obvious reasons. Then really, okay, so Matt Manning wins it in 2019. Okay, Matt Manning wins it in 2019, has a, a, a nice season. Everyone's getting super hyped. That's when like the Matt Manning hype train kind of started. He was drafted out of high school in 2016. And then in 2019, you know, started, you know, finally got out of like the lower levels of the minors and was working his way up. And, and that's when it really started. Okay. Now, from here on out is where it gets like really fun. And we're start talking about people that aren't really quite with the organization anymore. And we can talk about what happened to their careers and whatnot. Okay. This is where it truly gets fun. Not that the last three winners aren't fun. Obviously they are, but they're a part of the organization right now. They're tangible. We, they're on the Tigers roster. Pre-Manning, they're, they're not. <laughs> so they're much more just like humorous conversations to have. Okay. So we'll get into that right after I tell you all about our friends over at Bet Online. 
BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis this season. Get the latest odds and trends every year for professional and amateur league, every league, really, that's out there from pro football, college football, college bowl season, basketball, World Cup. What an insane World Cup final. One of the greatest soccer games I think ever played is what it's going to go down as. They've got it all at BetOnline.net. If you love sports podcasts, they have those at BetOnline.net as well. They're always the they are always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. All right, everybody, welcome back here. Second segment of Locked On Tigers. Thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every day. Make sure to check on the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories and news around the sports world in 20 minutes or less plus instant reactions, game recaps, and Lockdown's take of the day. Lockdown Sports Today. It's available on the YouTube app or wherever you get your podcasts. Goodness, I don't know why I struggled with that ad read. Okay, we are back. Second segment here, Lockdown Tigers. We're looking at previous winners of Detroit Tigers Minor League Player of the Year. Why? Because the award was announced, there's nothing else to talk about, and this is super fun to me. That's why. Okay. 2018. This is where it gets mind blowing. Like mind boggling stuff starts happening from here on out. Okay. 2018. Kristen Stewart is the Tigers minor league player. Now, what you need to know about Kristen Stewart is that, oh, I don't have my phone on me. Kristen Stewart is still to this day. In 2022, my phone background, and he will continue to be that. This is a very, I I loved him. I loved him. There's really no other way to put it. I was such a huge fan of Kristen Stewart. And I think it was part of just the fact that we had never had a good farm system in my entire life. I was born in the late 90s. Really, the only good farm systems I've had in my entire life were obviously recently, right? Whatever that was, two, three years ago when we had five prospects in the top 25 prospects in all of baseball. I consider that a good farm system, no matter what happened afterwards. And then like when I was really young, like the the rebuild after 2003, after the 119 loss season and like Verlander and Granderson and like Bondo, and like those guys, right? Like that that kind of era. But I was, like that was before I understood the concept of like prospects. You know, I, I was six, seven, eight, nine years old. So then there's, a, right, six, seven, eight, nine years old to, to like I'm in my mid-20s now. It's a huge gap, okay? Huge gap we have of like farm system. A lot, lot of players turned through the farm system. And so the fact that we never had a good farm in like my entire childhood and even young adult life. And then we just had this one dude when I was just, I guess, end of high school and then like early college days for me it would have been. That was just leading the organization in home runs everywhere he went. He was in single A. He had a ton of homers. He got promoted the next year to double A. He hit a ton of homers. He got promoted the next year to triple A. He hit a ton of homers. 
Then 2019 Avenues Pro to the majors. Well, we all know what happened then. But I will forever have a soft spot spot in my heart for Kristen Stewart. Uh, huge fan. Huge fan. Will forever be, for whatever reason, one of my favorite Tigers players in my lifetime. <laughs> like, and I know that that's wild and like the team was terrible. But I I just I I hitched my wagon early. And I, I, I refuse, maybe it's a pride thing, but I refuse to get off the train ever. So um, I, I will always be a huge fan, but it's about to get crazier, like way crazier in a not probably great way when talking about how good the organization, like the farm system was back then. Cause you're going to hear some names in this episode. Okay. But with Kristen Stewart, so he he won 20, what is that, 18. Okay, and he is my phone background. It, it's the picture of, it's actually a, like a moving, like you press and hold the screen and it's like a little video. It like, I don't know, a GIF, I guess. It like moves. And it's uh, it's the picture. Does everyone remember the picture that went like viral when he was in the on-deck circle and had the bat on his shoulder and then like lightning struck in right field of Comerica Park and it was like pitch black outside? So my phone is like, it's Kristen Stewart holding the bat. And then when you press and hold it, lightning in the background. It's so cool. I, it will forever be my background. So soft spot for, for the 2018 minor league player of the year. The th problem is I also then have a spot sp soft spot in my heart for the 2017 Tigers minor league player of the year because he also won then. And this is where it gets really crazy. That means I also have a soft spot in my heart for the 2016 Tigers minor league player of the year because uh, he was also that. Let that sink in. Go to the door. Turn the doorknob. Open the door. Let that porcelain sink in. Kristen Stewart, who is not on a 40-man roster anymore, not playing Major League Baseball, three-peated Tigers minor league player of the year. Now I don't have hard evidence that he did so in 2016 specifically, but I do have articles that say when he won it in 2018, it was for the third year in a row. Some from motor city Bengals over at fan sided. They do great work. Um, some from, uh, from bless you boys as well. So I, I, I don't have hard concrete. Oh, look, here's a write-up of the 2016 minor league player of the year. So it might only be back-to-back. -back, but I do have hard evidence that he did win it in 2017 and in 2018. And that's enough for me to be like, wow, that's probably not great. Now, also in 2017, okay, Seward's second year of winning the award, Gregory Soto won Tigers minor league pitcher of the year that year, which I thought was kind of interesting. He was really young. He was an international signing. He he was a uh, he was really really young. For, he was like a young up and coming pitcher in this organization for a while, um, but he was a starter. And uh, he he wasn't especially toward the end of his like minor league career. Got less and less effective as a starting pitcher. And then yeah, they realized that when they moved him to the bullpen and told him to throw as hard as he could, that he could hit throw a hundred with movement. So here we are. But I, it is fascinating. Even if he didn't win it in 2016, he definitely won it in 17 and 18. And that's just insane to me. That this farm system was, again, with all due respect, he's one of my like favorite Tigers ever, believe it or not. That Kristen Stewart 
was a two-time winner of Tigers Minor League Player of the Year. What does that say about this team's farm system? Probably a lot more than it should. Might have three-peated it. Wild. <laughs> Wild. All right. Uh, next up, we have 2015. Okay. 2015 went to Mike Gerber, if you remember the name Mike Gerber. And then the cool thing about 2015 is also that the pitcher of the year was uh, Joe Jimenez. So that ended up kind of working out, I would say. That that's like a – and, I man, what a weird career he had. I know we already talked about it. Like we already talked about Joe and, like, he's traded now and we, we did the breakdown then. But, like, he went from top relief pitching prospect, like, yo, this dude's going to be the future closer of this team, to then an all-star as a rookie, to then, like, a 5-ERA pitcher that – we were like, yo, every year of the last, like, two years before 2022, obviously, we were like, how much longer does he have in a Tigers uniform, non-tender candidate, DFA candidate? And then 2022 happens, complete resurgence and a rebound and was one of the better pitchers, relief pitchers in the American League this season. Unbelievable turnaround, deserves a ton of credit. But Mike Gerber was the, uh, was the winner of the award. What I didn't know is that Mike Gerber played for a uh, in the Japan Western League as recently as 2021. I don't know what he did in 2022. I don't have any any evidence of that. I don't know if he's still playing ball professionally somewhere. But he was playing ball in Japan in 2021. Um, I guess, you know, struggled a little bit at the plate. But... Played for the Tigers, least we forget, in 2018. Not amazing numbers there either, but still, for whatever it's worth, kind of cool to see him. Just like tracking these guys' careers is just so fascinating to me. Like this dude was named the best hitter in an entire farm system at one point. What did he do in 2015 in the minors? Let's look at that. 2015. Okay, he was in. Okay, we gave it to a person who was in single A. He had an 822 OPS in single A, 292 average, 468 slug, 13 homers in 135 games. So there you go. That was his 2015 stat line. He spent the entire season in West Michigan and had an 822 OPS. Solid. Good OPS. I would imagine that it, knowing what I know about the 2015 Tigers farm system and how brutally terrible it was, he probably deserved that award. And that's just – that's why baseball is just the best, dude. Like, this is – these are the conversations that just remind me, like, that is why this sport is literally the best in the world. Was a an, an award winner at single A – but, like, you got four levels ahead of that, brother. Three. Double A, triple A majors. Three, well, high single A. Four. I was right the first time. Levels ahead of that. And, like, the, the, the repetitive competition and, like, raising of the bar that you have to have to reach the major leagues is unparalleled in any other sport. And that's just why I love it. Like, these names are, are so unique to, like, minor league baseball lore of 2015. 
Like, that's just a conversation that you can't have with any other sport. That's why I love it. Okay, let's keep going on with the list. Uh, we got we got some more names I want to go over. We got to get to the early 2010s when this was legitimately one of the worst farm systems, like, ever. Like, legitimately that we've seen in the modern era. Or, like, since they started keeping track of how good farm systems are. Okay, so we'll take a look at those names right after this. All right, everybody, welcome back here. Third and final segment, Locked on Tigers. Hope this is a fun show for you. Like I said, we've been just talking a lot about the future of the team and the future of the Tigers and what they're doing this upcoming season. And obviously, that's the point of the show, and we will not stop doing that. We, we will continue on. But um, I don't know. I, I just I, I think we need a break sometimes. We just need to talk about some, some fun names of Tigers' past and like names that not very many people know outside of the Tigers' community and just are, are etched in Tigers' lore forever like Kristen Stewart. Okay. So we've gone over Mike Gerber, Joe Jimenez, one pitcher of the year. Cool thing. Now we get into one of the biggest names in Tigers lore for the entire decade of the 2010s. The 2013, 2014 winner, I believe, of Tigers minor league player of the year was in fact, drum roll please, you know it, I know it, Stephen Moya. What a, what a guy, Stephen Moya. Uh, what was he, 6'7", six, 6'8", six, maybe even? Just this giant human being. And so I watched, I don't know if I've told this story on air before. I watched Stephen Moya play for the Lakeland Flying Tigers in... 2012, give or take a year. And so I was absolutely fascinated by him. He was massive. And in the game that I went to, he had two walks, a double and a home run. And I was like, this dude is the truth. He's the truth. This is our cleanup hitter of the future. He's a giant and he hits the ball 900 feet. This is unbelievable. I have never been more sure about a prospect in my entire life. Now, obviously, that's hilarious in hindsight. I was like in eighth or ninth grade, but I was enamored with him. Okay. Stephen Moyle, we, we all are aware of the story at this point if you've been following the Tigers for a while, but he was the top prospect in an organization that had zero talent in the farm system and that's just the reality of the situation we were comparing him to other players in our own farm system we have this conversation with the major league team all the time now we can't compare ourselves to ourselves we were comparing him to other players in the tigers farm system and it was a really 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 weak farm system one of the weakest of my lifetime legitimately one of the weakest since the, the you know the 21st century and so he's still playing ball, by the way. Good for him, man. Golly, good for him. He is playing, let's see, 2022-2023. He is playing in the Dominican Winter League for the Toros del Este. Not even going to try. Well, I just did try a little bit. Um, he's playing in the Dominican Winter League. 
has in six games played currently. Does he have a homer? No, he doesn't. Darn. Has an RBI, though. Two walks, six strikeouts in six games. That's about right. 638 OPS. He was playing in Japan for a while, too. It, I, it do, According to baseball reference, it doesn't look like he's still playing in Japan, which is super sad. He Apparently, he's, he at 29 years old, he was still playing in Japan in 2021 for the Oryx Buffaloes. And that's where he had been for a while, like the last like couple of years. And he had a 923 OPS with them. I can't – oh, that was only in five games. He had a 634 OPS for them in 106 games in 2021. Okay, so maybe maybe fizzled out. Clearly, he's still trying to play ball, though, playing in the Dominican League, the Dominican Winter League, like this year, like happening right now. So that's kind of cool. But I, I was just fascinated by him. And the fact that he didn't really turn out always made me sad. And a lot of people were fascinated by him. Uh, I remember... Man, like his numbers aren't even that terrible at the major league level. Like career 99 OPS plus, only in 51 games in his career. But that's 133 plate appearances. He had five homers and a 745 OPS. 50 strikeouts in 51 games. Might have something to do with it. Like those aren't terrible numbers. Like it's not terrible. He, he just, he had a pretty slow swing. It was a lot of power behind it, but it was pretty slow. And he had holes all over the strike zone that you could just, like, pepper. The, the strikeout numbers definitely got high. And then when he went back to the minors, like in 2017, he was not very good. And, that you know, he, he gets called up in 2016. 790 OPS in 31 games, like, solid. And then just back to AAA in 2017 and between – between double and triple A in 2017, had a 677 OPS and like not good enough walk numbers for how often he was striking out, which was well over one a game at that point. Just rough. But the lore that is Stephen Moya will live on forever in my head. I will never forget him ever. And yeah, just the, the, the one guy that got a shot in like the Dave Dombrowski, him and Castellanos, like some of the only players that like got legitimate shots at the major league level in a Tigers uniform that were part of like that era of farm system. So shout out Stephen Moya, man, the dog, the dog before Stephen Moya. So I didn't actually find who won the award in 2013, but I did find that Devin Travis won a fan-voted minor league offensive player of the year. And I figured, well, if he won, like, minor league offensive player of the year, he probably was in line to be the best player in the Tigers organization that year. Or minor league. Farm system. Obviously, 2013 is one of the best rosters, Tigers rosters of all time. So, Devin Travis, another fascinating human being. Devin Travis, I thought, after we got rid of him, was going to be the truth. Because he had a really solid little bit there in uh, Toronto. Like in 2015, in his rookie year, had an 859 OPS in 62 games. Then came back in 2016, had a 785 OPS in 101 games. And then kind of started to tailor off there at the end. And then was out of uh, the majors, out of baseball, period. After 2018, he had some injury stuff too, which is super unfortunate. He's still only 31 years old. 
Um, but yeah, this was a dude that uh, one of my like close friends and I in, in high school when we were trying to look at like, oh, who in this organization could actually be something. And, you know, very few and far between conversation. But Travis was was definitely one of the players that my buddy was like super fascinated with. And um, seeing him go then to Toronto and like kind of ball out for a little bit there is, is kind of crazy. Obviously the infamous thing about not infamous, but the, the famous thing about Devin Travis is that he was traded for Anthony Ghost straight up. Anthony Ghost didn't really work out here as a hitter. Then like now as a pitcher at the major league level, which is crazy. I know he's hurt, but um, yeah, what a career he's had. That's a whole different conversation, but Devin Travis, another name from the past that I, I absolutely love and adore before that, I believe this is 2012. Avisail Garcia wins hitter, and I believe Bruce Rondone wins pitcher. Okay, Bruce Rondone was the epitome of the Brad Ausmus era. He's like the poster child for the Brad Ausmus era in my head. He's one of the first players I think of when I think of that that Ausmus led team, just because like him and Ausmus always used to get after it and like yell at each other uh, and like run Rodon. Rondone, not Rodon. I'm so used to saying Carlos Rodon. Bruce Rondone, rather, um, had, you know, people made a lot of shots about like, oh, you know, is his attitude in the right place? Like, does he really want to win here? And if you go back in time to this like 2011, 2012 era, Bruce Rondone was supposed to be like the future closer of this team. Like, do we all forget that? Bruce Rondone was supposed to be like, hey, yo, we drafted and, like, have developed this dude that's supposed to be, like, the, the, the truth out of the pen. And that didn't really work out. But still, Bruce Rondon, throwback some memories. And then Avi Sayo Garcia, still playing. Still playing at the major league level. Has had a really nice career for himself. Um, yeah, uh, tr obviously traded obviously traded um but yeah I mean it's had a has had a really nice career for himself and yeah I've always liked Davi Sayo I really liked watching him in a Tigers uniform man because when he first came up he was like the guy that like oh my goodness he's this big and like stealing some bases for us and he's like he's kind of fast and people were just like fascinated by him I'm pretty sure he also got like called up from like high single a straight to the majors am I remembering that wrong does anyone else remember that? I remember in his major league debut. Man, I don't know why I have this distinct memory of watching his major league debut and and Mario and Rod talking about how he had gotten like called up straight from like high single A, I think. Let me know if I just completely made that up, but I feel like I, I remember that conversation happening during his debut. Fascinating talent, though. And uh, definitely, uh, I mean, that's just how Dombrowski runs teams, man. <laughs> we we had more important holes than corner outfield. Avi Sayo, congratulations! You're uh, you're being traded for for you know some some depth and starters, I guess in this case and other positions. So the last two we have here, and then I'll uh, let you go on your way. I guess three technically, but two years I have our 2011 Nick Castellanos wins the award, and Drew Smiley won the pitcher of the year award in the minors in 2011 drew smiley who doesn't love some drew smiley you know who doesn't and then nick castellanos obviously 
not only still playing, but still a high profile. I know he didn't have a good year in 2022, but still a very high uh, profile, you know, pretty famous at this point player for a plethora of reasons that we don't need to get into, but um, definitely one of the more well-known players in the game of baseball and is a big money ish player. I mean, pretty, pretty good contract. He's getting paid these days. So that's a, a tigers, a very rare tigers bat that was developed into like an all-star level talent. And again, I know in 2022, he wasn't an all-star, but like he's had some really good years. So shout out to Nick Castellanos, man. And the last player that we're going to cover, and then I'll let you all get on your way. Okay. The last player is Ryan Streeby. Now, if you know who Ryan Streeby is, big ups. Okay. Mad respect. Ryan Streeby, I, I only have one distinct memory of, of Ryan Streeby. And it is, well, I mean, first off, I mean, had some really good seasons in the minors. Like, legitimately had really, really good years. He won the award in 2008, I believe. He was the 2008 Tigers Minor League Player of the Year in Lakeland when, at 22 years old, in high single A, he had a 915 OPS and a 29 home run season. Okay? 563 slug. Then, in 2009, he followed it up with a 991 OPS season. 991, almost a 1,000 OPS season in double A. All right, for Ryan Streeby. 2010, he goes to Toledo, has a 723 OPS. 2011, in Toledo, has a 770 OPS. Never makes the majors. Never plays in a Major League Baseball game, unfortunately. Um, the only distinct memory I have of Ryan Streeby is at a baseball game in, I want to say it was 2011. So it would have been, I would have been in like eighth-ish grade, eighth or ninth grade, somewhere around there. And I remember I was sitting third base side. I was at Comerica. And I remember that in that game, it was a very sloppy ball game. I have all the scorecards of every game I've ever been to in my room. So I can probably go and find ish maybe what game it was talking about if I didn't go to a ton of baseball games that year and within that game there was a lot of errors it was a really sloppy game and Streeby was playing the outfield he was mainly a first baseman was playing the outfield in the minors that year and a gentleman behind me there was an error in left field whoever was playing in left that day had an error, and he yelled, Streeby would have had that. And I was like, I have no clue who this is. And so I remember then going home and looking up, Streeby Tigers. And when I finally spelled his name correctly, I've discovered who Ryan Streeby was. And that was the first and last time probably that I thought about Ryan Streeby since I went down this rabbit hole this week. So thank you to the Tigers for announcing that Kerry Carpenter was the Tigers minor league player of the year because it led me down a beautiful rabbit hole that I am now sharing with all of you. And I hope that it was a fun of a journey for you as it was for me because it really did take me on a ride and I had a great time.
Thanks for making Lockdown Tigers your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Now make your second listen. The Lockdown Sports Today podcast. Peter Bukowski brings you the biggest stories from around the sports world in 20 minutes. Get the analysis and opinions before anyone else with our local and national experts and insiders. Lockdown Sports Today podcast available on YouTube, this app, or wherever you get your podcast. I think that's all I got for you. We'll be back on Wednesday. Going to three a week until pitchers and catchers report in February. Okay. Now, if they sign someone tomorrow, then like we'll have a Tuesday episode. But for now, we're going to try to do this Monday, Wednesday, Friday and see how far into the offseason we can get with it. All right. Peace and love. Going to therapy's dope. And I'll catch y'all on Wednesday, baby. Go, Tiger.